Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Everything Product. We talk about latest technologies and various product management concepts. Today, we are going to talk about the most important thing that is needed for a product manager, product roadmaps. So Sidhu, let me start with a simple question. What is a product roadmap? Sure, Fanny. Very excited to talk about product roadmaps, right? Like it's a very uh, uh, near and dear concept for any uh, product manager, right? But before we get into a product roadmaps, I would want to talk about three things which are kind of very closely aligned with each other and uh, determines the success of a product, right? And also a product manager manages these three. So the first one is a vision, right? So a vision is the why of the product, right? Like where you want to get to. Then you have the strategy on how you want to get to, right? Like what is the strategy? Then you have the roadmap, which is the when of the product, right? Like when are you going to do implement that project strategy to get to that vision? So I'd say all these are interlinked with each other. So you have to kind of get all of these three, right? To have a successful product out for a customer. So I, I'll start there and then now getting to the actual definition of what a roadmap is. A roadmap is a plan of action on how a product or a solution would evolve over time, right? So, or putting it in a very simple term, it is incremental value which you are providing to the customer, right? Through a product. So that's a roadmap as simple as such. See it the same way as well, like, a roadmap would clearly show you how you would be achieving your strategy or the eventual vision that you have for the company. Like it would clearly lay out a step-by-step plan. I'm sure it's going to change, but uh, a tentative step-by-step plan on how you plan to go there. Sidhu, I keep hearing this, right? That the most important thing that a product manager delivers is a product roadmap. Do you feel it the same way? Yeah, funny. I think that's the only piece of, uh, you know, artifact which you have in your hands to communicate value to your state stakeholders, right? Get an alignment uh, to uh, with your stakeholders, right? Start a discussion saying, okay, this is what I want to do to get to the vision I want to for the product. And this is also something which you can show your team to motivate them, right? So, like we have so many things planned down the line and that actually excites the team to work on the product, which, you know, maybe barely nothing to start at the starting point, right? So I think these are all the different things where you can uh, uh, drive a lot of actions towards getting to that vision you want to using the roadmap. Like what, what do you think? What was your experience using roadmaps? Absolutely, Sidhu. So I see it the same way as well. Roadmap has helped me like tremendously in several different aspects. The very, the very first one, like you mentioned, is being able to clearly define how I envision the overall goal for the product and clearly laying it out to say, hey, in the next one year or so, we'll be, we'll be going from X to Y and this is how we are going to achieve that. Another big thing that this, uh, that a roadmap really helped me is defining what team do I want? So for example, let's say if I'm working, planning to work on some AI and ML related initiatives, probably in the next two to three quarters, then I would want to like give that heads up to my leadership to say, Hey, this is how I'm, I'm envisioning my staffing to be. Or let's say if I'm planning to do some data related initiatives, then I would want to have like 
analysts uh, that can be helping me in terms of some of the so laying out this plan to my leadership to say hey this is how my staffing needs look like uh, is something roadmap really helped me as well yeah that's right so i, I also feel that right some so sometimes you have a lot of different things which you think you have in place right like where you maybe have a list of backlog items you might know what the strategy you want to do right like what are the problems which you want to solve and all of that stuff but once you put all of these things into a roadmap i think that's when you see things connected to each other and see you know all uh, get to know what the dependencies are and can you get it or not and see if this can be done or not and all of that right so i think visually seeing that would you know uh, uh, get us to asking more questions and make it more and more better i never saw a roadmap which is like the uh, the best and the perfect in the first iteration right you do it once you talk to people add their ideas and do it multiple times and you get to a spot where it is an agreeable to everybody right on both sides let's say there is a funny analogy i heard sido so a roadmap is outdated the moment you create it <laughs> the reason for that right <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah you create something next day you figure out something else and then it will be like okay i have to change it once again but it gives an overall thought process of where the team will go cool sido uh, let me ask you one more thing right i'm sure in your career of a product manager or a product leader now you would have done uh, road mapping like hundreds of times so can you give me uh, the steps that you typically follow to create a road map sure yeah before i get started funny so this is a disclaimer so this is the way i would follow but you know it changes by company and the person who is doing it and also the maturity of the product and all of there are a lot of variables into it right? so funny might have a completely different answer than what i have but this is something which actually worked for me so i'll maybe lay it out and see how i uh, know what what everybody thinks there uh, so no sidu i'm going to i'm going to keep you accountable <laughs> for this okay <laughs> sure sure, sure. <laughs> yeah uh, so maybe i think funny uh, before right like i think the first and the foremost step for anything right even to get something on our roadmap is uh, figuring out what the problems you want to solve are right there are multiple different avenues where you can get these problems from interviews observing people you know it could be focus groups and all of that stuff so i'd say once you have all of this plethora or the list of problems then you go in and figure out like which one are the top pain points of the uh, uh, user or the persona which you are targeting or creating the product for so that could be based on the intensity of the pain or the frequency of the problem which happens then you pick like the top two or three problems which you uh, want to solve for and then the next phase is basically ideation right ideation could be you grabbing all the stakeholders or just your team into a room trying to figure out what how you how you are going to solve problem right and i would say whenever you do ideation the best way to do it is create multiple solutions for the problem you have because i, I always believe that the first solution is not always your best solution right you do create multiple solutions and as a group activity right you then look at you know uh, uh, how much time it would take for each of these uh, solutions how feasible is it and how 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 valuable is it to the problem which you are trying to do and all that stuff once you do that then you get into a list of things which you could do right uh, that's like a long list of backlog i'd say from there you get on to a shorter list 
which are priorities which you could tie back to your initiatives or the vision which you are trying to do. That's when you pick this short list and then prioritize and then put put them onto a roadmap. So that's how you kind of shape up the overall roadmap, right? And the priority priority could be right there could be low hanging fruits which you want to get done now, or there there could be you know bigger bets you want to take on a uh, longer time which might add significant value. To so it might vary, but I'd say these these would be some of the steps which I would follow to end up with a roadmap for a product. Yeah, now repeating the same question to you, Fanny. So, like, what are the different steps you follow, and how do you end up with the uh, roadmap for a product? If you have watched that video for so long, I hope you guys are enjoying all the topics that we are discussing. So, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. So at the top level, it's more of like a vision and strategy. From there, you get on to like all the problems which you want to solve, then pick what the top ones and then get to a space where you prioritize all of these problems into different quarters based on the value they add or, you know, all of the the goals which you have with the product and all that stuff. Yeah, very, That's true. Uh, very well put together. But I'd say roadmaps, kind of the process very based on the type of the product, right? So maybe what we are talking about is a B2C product, right? Where you talk to customers and all. But sometimes the uh, when you look at a roadmap, the process for the roadmap of a B2B product, it might be completely different, right? So, so previously when I was working for a B2B company, right? Sales had a lot of say in you know, uh, the roadmap because there was significant chunks of revenue that was coming up. Uh, for a specific feature in the product, right? Which was maybe if, if imagine your revenue is, uh, you know, 100 million and you get a, a customer who comes to you saying, you know, we need a specific feature and we give you like 20 or 25 million. You know, some, sometimes you have to include those uh, into a roadmap. Sometimes there could be other stakeholders who might have higher priority on, you know, the list of features you have. Uh, so I think, yeah, the, the, what I intend to say is like the process might look completely different for the kind of product. So though, if someone is coming and giving me 25 millions, I'll put my entire roadmap with their features. Yeah, but I think it's a, it's a very thin balance, right, Sunny? Sometimes you also don't want to harm the longer code of the product, right, sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's balancing, right? You know, you can't just sink your shit, right? When it's a startup by saying, I can't take the money and I'll do just what is good for the product. Yeah, you have to that is true. Balance that That's true. And uh, very well said, Sadhu. Especially like whenever you have enterprise customers, right? Your roadmap might be driven a lot by them, given that they might be bringing like uh, large volumes of uh, customers to you. Or they might be bringing large volumes of calls to you. Like if you're a platform, you basically look at uh, how much your platform is being used by customers, right? So enterprise customers would be the bigger chunk of it. Curious, right? So funny, uh, you were working on a lot of platform teams before, right? Uh, uh, in so I, I'm assuming sometimes your roadmap also helps other teams to, uh, you know, come to you to communicate like, what they would want to include right based on their priorities like does that also happen a lot 
not a lot it happens like every day every day someone or the other is like hey funny can you put this into your roadmap can you do this for us i i'll be super honest right 60 to 70% of the roadmap is typically driven by what other teams need and that's what uh, platform product manager typically gets their needs from right like you said you talk to like end customers to figure out a bunch of those things my end customers typically are the products that are using my platform i obviously have my end customers as well uh who are using my product but my first customer that i would always look at is the product manager who is using my platform so you and, you have like a set of requests that come to you but you take the call on prioritizing and which is good for the product and all of those things and then maybe communicate back and do that negotiation with those teams who want those features right that's correct so best example is um, let's say mint comes with some requests and the credit karma comes with some requests and then they basically tell that hey by doing these initiatives it's going to be beneficial for me uh, and i'm going to gain this much revenue in this period of time so there is a clear distinction to say like okay by doing this feature in credit karma obviously it can scale to mint as well down the line but this is going to be obviously very beneficial right now another example is turbotax comes and says hey this is a tax season i need this feature right away so at that point it's a tax season so you basically define your roadmaps based on the criticality of the timelines too so if it's a tax season you have to do it otherwise if you do it after the tax season it's not going to be useful until until the next tax season yeah and and you kind of also ask a lot of questions to get these answers right so i think typically the job of a product manager is to say a lot of no's than yeses right that is true and you have to do that otherwise you would be building a roadmap that is uh, that is of minimal uh, need from the customer rather than building something that is like really useful for the customer so it 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 will be a feature factory or a wish list of everybody's wants right <laughs> and you will never have capacity that's right yeah, yeah and you will never have capacity to do in any of those yeah okay. cool let's start with the first step that you're talking about sidhu the very first step that you mentioned is talking to the customer right so uh i know your product is primarily like i mean I think of best buy best buy is typically like b2c like uh, how do you typically do this to get the customer needs yeah so i think there are like a couple of different ways of doing it for me so you know the luxury of being an e-commerce website is right you know what the act, the actual action is happening on the website itself right you know the person uh you know at what spot he's entering and what is he looking through and how much is he adding and right what are the actions he's taking and is he coming back again to look at the product and all of that right so you know a lot of user behavior through the analytics itself so that's one way of gathering all the user needs i'd say and pain points so there's also focus groups which you can conduct right where there is a specific segment of customers maybe let's let's assume that there is a customer who is only focused on uh buying appliances large appliances right kitchen appliances at best buy so you want to solve for that customer and make it really easy for him to shop shop these appliances right then you'll have a focus group of people with specific persona and maybe you will go and ask them questions on what pain points are and people might be saying right yeah sometimes i kind of order large appliances but i'm not sure if it actually fits in your kitchen or not right so that's a problem you need to solve like can you maybe give them enough information so that they can measure and see if actually it, it actually fits even before coming in or can you maybe have a feature in your app which which kind of does a 3d projection in the in a room which shows you know if the 
uh, appliances fitting inside or not. Is it too big or not and all of that. So these could be a lot, typical problems which customers might have, right? So that that could be done through focus groups. Also, sometimes you observe uh, on how people come in and shop, right? What questions they ask while shopping, right? And all of that. So these could give us indications of what are the pain points of the customers are. Got it. Sounds good, Siddhu. That makes sense a lot. Um, so uh, uh, let me ask the same question to you, Fanny. Like, uh, imagine you were doing this at Intuit, right? Like, what are the different ways you get that information? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, the very first one is data for sure. The way we gather the data varies a lot uh, based on the product and based on the company. So the way we gather the data is um, we have... Uh, feedbacks and surveys like at different points of the product so whenever a customer likes what they did or doesn't like what they do they have a chance to like give a rating and give some comment on what they what they would like in the future that's a that's a wealth of data that we get from the customers and uh, another thing is customer support calls so we keep going back to our customer success and customer support teams to see like what the customers are telling and we keep doing sessions of like uh listening to the customer recordings or going through the chats and stuff that clearly tells what the customers are anticipating versus what we are delivering. Um, and I do a lot of interviews too. But if I think about the scale of initiatives that I get from the feedback, where I get from like from the actual data or the customer support versus the interviews, I would always go to the uh, first. But we do a lot of customer interviews as well, typically to validate whether we are doing is a good thing for the customer or not. Yeah. Awesome. Let's go to the next step. So you said once we identify the problem, then you uh, you'll probably like identify the solutions that you want to build for each of these problems, right? How do you do that? Yeah. So uh, for ideation sessions, right? I, I love to do it in a design thinking fashion, funny. So what you do is kind of you have a problem statement uh, at the start of the uh, exercise of the workshop, and by the end of the uh, workshop, you have a bunch of solutions which you pick one solution out of it to say this is what we want to implement. But when we look at the process of how you do it, you clearly define what the problem statement is and you bring in a bunch of uh, stakeholders or, you know, uh, who, so stakeholders would be engineers, right? Engineers would be there. Engineering manager would be there. There'll be a product person. If it's a B2B, there, there could be sales, client services, or there could be also anybody who spawns from the project and all of that stuff, right? So what you do is, I'd say, this again varies for an ideation of a completely new product and ideation of a feature. For ideation of a feature, you might not need all of the people you mentioned. But for ideation of a completely new product, you need everybody at least who has skin in the game for that specific product. Right? So then you kind of do ideation where you come up with multiple different ideas on solving that problem. Maybe to give you an example, right? Let's look at uh, Uber. Uber Eats, maybe. Uber Eats, uh, one of the problems drivers often have is finding that, uh, the right restaurants, right? So there are like a lot of restaurants and uh, strip malls where you cannot point to the exact place where you want to go, right? So it will take a lot of time. So let's, if, if we assume that's a problem, there could be multiple different solutions for that, right? Maybe give step-by-step -step directions to the driver or have an image of the restaurant you know, in the in the map itself, so that he can actually identify the door of the restaurant, or maybe have a voiceover. So these are different solutions. Once you have these different solutions, right, you then look at uh, uh, different criteria, right? Like how easy is it to implement? 
right? Is it actually solving the problem or not? And is it feasible and all of that stuff? And, and then you pick one idea which you want to solve for that problem. Uh, that, that's what gets into the ideation phase. How about you, Fanny? Got it. Very similar, Sidhu. So there is a, a process that we used to follow in Intuit as well. It's called Design for Delight. Um, starts with a similar fashion. Identify the exact customer that you're solving for. Define a clear problem statement of what the customer is trying to achieve and where is he or she failing and what the problems that they're facing while uh, while not being able to solve the problem. And then you come up with some hypothesis and then... Um, it, you define the hypothesis to say, hey, if we do this, probably it's going to be beneficial for the customer. Then you build on that idea, like solve all the questions and stuff. And then you continue to create some prototypes, validate those prototypes with the customer if they're available internally. Otherwise, uh, you'll build a prototype and then take it to the customer whenever you can. And eventually you'll identify some of these hypotheses would be true and then end up building some of those ideas. Sure, yeah. Cool. Uh, the next one is obviously you come with like a big list of ideas from this session, right? Mm-hmm. What are the different principles that you take to uh, shorten that list from like such a huge list to a small one? Yeah, I'd say, uh, <laughs> you know, this works sometimes and doesn't work sometimes, but you know, it's always uh, you know good to get that popular quote, right? Like have all the list of uh, features which you uh, want to work on and then make the team vote on the best ones which uh, are the ones which they think are more valuable let's say so that actually gives us a much shorter list of things which we could work on but i would say that doesn't work all the time right sometimes there could be uh, uh, a prioritization or at least you know shortening the list down based on the value or at least the agency and you know all of these factors come in let's say but one way of doing it is to uh get the team to pick the top ones which they want to work on. Makes sense. Yeah, we do very similar thing as well, Sidhu. Like, uh, go through the features. We we do voting a lot as well to see, like, uh, out, out of, let's say, 10 people who are in the ideation session, how many of them actually feel like this is the important feature that we need to work on. Many times what would end up happening is there might be, like, big features or the awesome ideas that they would vote. But you'll have to go back and like break it down to say, in order for us to achieve this overall goal, probably I'm going to do like very small test in the first quarter and then continue to build the features and stuff. Cool. Um, Now, let's say once you have the shortlist, then uh, I I think the very next step is prioritization for the quarter slide. How, How do you do that? Yeah, very important one, right? Like prioritization. I think this this is the most important game you play as a product manager to say what, you know, say no to certain set of features and say yes to certain set of features and figure out like which gives you the most uh, bang for the bang for the buck, right? So I think there could be multiple different ways to do it, right? You could use maybe effort versus cost, impact scale kind of uh, prioritization framework or rice prioritization framework, right? Multiple different things to do that. But I'd say Overall, you know, it's again tying back to see does it align with your vision or not? Is it helping your, uh, uh, you know, the ball move towards your vision or not? Or And it's also, is it aligned with your overall goal? Awesome, Sidhu. Yep. I know we did a big video on the prioritization framework, right? I'll probably link that uh, video here as well for anyone who wants to watch. 
very similar yeah we do like bunch of prioritization frameworks settle on one from a team standpoint and then continue to prioritize so sidhu i know there are like different kinds of product management uh, roadmap templates in the world right um, i've seen a couple of great ones from your newsletter would you be able to share uh, one of your templates that you use if you have watched our video for so long i hope you guys are enjoying all the topics that we are discussing so don't forget to subscribe to our channel as i said right so as we were talking about there are multiple different ways of doing it there's no right way you know the best which suits you and your needs is you know the right way of doing it so this is one way of doing it right where you have uh, uh, different uh initiatives and for each of the initiatives you have a specific feature or a uh you know uh, value added uh, uh, thing that you implement and you kind of uh, have the priority effort impact and all of that stuff because you know sometimes when things change all the time right uh, you could move things up and down and it just based on you know the effort it takes the priority and all of those things so you actually have a visual a uh, uh, feel of like how the roadmap is and what the features you are going to implement so this is one way of looking at it and there's also another uh, where it where you all maybe go into much more details of calling out what are the different uh, backlog items which you implement in each sprint and how 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 does that go and you know how does it slide over and all of that stuff so that's one way and the one which i was talking about is more of this way where you are saying you know this is like a time timeline based but i i i would differ from having times right i would maybe put it at a broader level at a quarter level because you know when you are working on a sprint and agile uh, basis right where you are saying okay this might be a solution for the problem you'll find out different things while you actually maybe experiment and show it to the customer and you might have to have you know more time implementing that or even less less time that's right so i would refrain from having some solid dates on that but it it would basically communicate all the things in a sequence of steps which you have planned plan to do awesome sidhu thanks for sharing um great conversation so let's end the video with our um typical question right so if there are two things that you want our viewers to take away what would those be so yeah short sure, funny so i'd say the first one uh, first takeaway for uh, uh, roadmaps is right i'd say there is no one size fits all solution for roadmaps right so do it the way which you would uh, most benefit from right like i have uh, moved from excel to miro so maybe if that suits you you know do roadmaps there so that's one one thing which i would say and the next thing is uh make sure you don't treat a uh, roadmap as a list of features or a wish list right so that's you know kind of detrimental to what you want to achieve for a roadmap right and also sometimes roadmaps are too fixated towards timelines and you know i'd say avoid doing that maybe have it at a broader level at a quarter level so that you know it's easier for um, uh, teams to focus on value rather than hitting that specific day and you know creating something that doesn't add value to the overall product takeaway would be uh, to continually work on the roadmaps so typically what happens is um, a product manager creates a roadmap and they don't look at it until the next quarter starts what i would highly recommend is continually go to your roadmaps every couple of weeks so that anything new that you identify anything that's fresh in your mind continue to put it in the roadmap so that you don't uh, lose track of that and the second one that i would say is 
try to make data back decisions um i'm sure like you won't be able to make it for all of them but whenever you're trying to do something for the next quarter or the next two quarters try to gather as much as data as possible so that you can concretely tell that hey this is something that's really useful for our products awesome love the conversation sidhu thank you so much for uh, taking time again and for everyone who's watching if you want to watch more product management videos like this so don't forget to subscribe to our channel everything product thank you